Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to The Trider, a Trider's podcast. My name is Matthew and I'm a writer working in TV development and I am a 100% faithful. Promise. The Trader is a deep dive into every episode of the hit TV competition series The Traitors. And this is season three of the podcast dedicated to, in case you hadn't guessed it from my horrible accent at the beginning, The Traitors Australia. After dropping the first three episodes together, like a surprise Beyonce album, I'm doing the same with episodes four, five and six, because I spiritually connect with Beyonce so much. So for this episode, I have another guest co-host joining me to talk about episode four of The Traitors Australia. FYI, I am very aware that 90% of my co-hosts are men. This is not deliberate. This is purely because, apart from Lindsay Chisholm, only men volunteer or respond to my requests about coming on the podcast. So I do try to have a diverse group of co-hosts, but it's just not happening. So anyone out there who's not a man, please get in touch and we'll make this happen. For now, it's time for some traitors updates and TT news. The Royal Television Society are holding a special event dedicated to the traitors. The evening, held in London on Tuesday the 13th of June, will involve information and panel discussions all about the success of the show. The RTS website reads, The traitors on BBC One was a phenomenon, unique in its commissioning, production style, casting, social media impact and reach. The first series now stands at an incredible 34 million views on BBC iPlayer, prompting a swift recommission for series two. This panel will give you behind the scenes story of the strategy that delivered this emotional roller coaster and the nail biting gambles along the way. 
Traitors Amanda Lovett and Wilfred Webster are confirmed as two of the panellists, and Detective Maddie Marple, a.k.a. Maddie Smedley, who recently announced she was pregnant, congratulations Maddie, is also apparently appearing on the panel, although that's not quite official. Tickets are £15 and on sale on the RTS website, which is rts.org.uk. The Traitors USA is gearing up for Emmy nominations. The show held a For Your Consideration event hosted by NBC Universal and is designed to showcase the TV programme to Emmy voters for the 2023 awards. Traitors US host Alan Cumming attended the event to promote the show and was joined by traitor and friend of the pod, Christian De La Torre, as well as fans, casting directors and producers. You can check out pictures from the event on Christian's Instagram page, as well as a fairly detailed five-minute interview with Alan on the red carpet on his Instagram page. Emmy nominations will be announced on July the 12th, and the actual ceremony will take place in... Time to head back, figuratively, to Australia. Helping me deep dive into episode four today is a new guest co-host to The Trader, who I know is a huge fan of the show and who I'm really looking forward to talking to all about it. Let's meet him. My guest co-host today is an award-winning scare actor, avid yoga enthusiast and long-time weightlifting fanatic. He's a huge fan of The Traitors and has been a faithful listener for a while now. Please welcome the charming, effervescent and highly tolerable Alan Brandt. Alan, how are you today? I'm great, Matthew. How are you today? I'm great as well. I would like to say Alan encouraged me to make the highly tolerable comment. I would (laughs) never say such a thing on my own. Uh, Alan, I've realised that we, apart from The Traitors, we share something else in common. Uh, t- tell me a bit more about what what you what's a scare actor? What do you do? Okay, so a scare actor is uh, when during Halloween season. You know, you probably you go if you love Halloween ha- haunt events. You go to these haunt attractions and you see these people who are scare actors. I happen to be one of them. That's part one of my things that I like love to do. And yeah, I've won awards for being scary, um, but I'm, I'm mainly a distraction. So the the jump scare actors, they're the ones that can do it better than I can, um, really get everyone scared. I look absolutely horrifying and scary, but I use my customer service voice. So it's very <laughs> unnerving and it makes a lot of people very, very nervous. and. It's, it's so much fun. It's a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. The reason I say we have something in common is because I used to do something very similar to this. Um, one of my many oh. careers, it wasn't really a career, I used to be a zombie actor. Uh, so I, I worked for a company called Slingshot Productions, and I don't think they exist anymore. Mm. And they used to do these live like zombie games in cities across the UK. And they needed volunteer actors to be zombies. Um, so the, the game was called 2.8 Hours Later, which is obviously a play on the film 28 Hours Later. Yeah. Uh, and people would come to like Glasgow or Edinburgh and form a team and they'd be chased around the city and they had to complete challenges. So I was a, I was a zombie 
um, for for a few years, and it was one of the most fun things I have ever done. I absolutely loved it. That's uh, awesome. Yes. So there we go. <laughs> now, can you tell me a bit more, Alan? How did you come across the traitors? Like, what's which version of it did you watch for? Because I know I I know you've seen all of the Australian traitors, mm -hmm. but was that the first one you saw? Had you seen the US one first? How did it go? Um. I was recommended by um, watching Peacock because I watch Peacock um, streaming here in the U.S. a bit. And then when I saw the trailer for it and then I'm like, OK, fine, whatever. But when I saw host Alan coming, I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, OK, this is different. So that's what got, got me hooked because, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of his and I'm um, seeing all the other and then after start watching the first episode, I'm like, oh, this is fun. This is something I would. Mm -hmm. And I binged it. And then I had my partner, Mark, it's like, you got to watch this. And then he saw the first episode and we went up, uh, we binged it all together. And then we uh, started watching the UK uh, traders, which uh, to be honest, I thought it was a lot more fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Alan, but Claudia is definitely kind of like the, um, She's kind of like a mom, but also slightly stern and a bit naughty at the times too. Yeah. So, yeah. And then after that, I, uh, is Australian, and I binged all that. So I've probably seen uh, each of the different traders, those three, probably twice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really and like it. You mentioned uh, Alan and Claudia. What are your thoughts on Roger Corser as a host for Australia? Oh, he's very charming. He's, he's, I mean, he is really, really good. Um, he does kind of play into kind of the cheeky James Bond kind of role with it, um, with a little bit of a villain to it too. It's, 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 he, he does a good job. Um, but I think if, if I had to rank them, it would be Claudia, Alan and Roger, even though it's, they're all really, really high. That They would be my top three. Yeah. How I listed it. So. Now, Alan, I ask uh, all new guest co-hosts this question. Can you tell us what is your biggest betrayal? <laughs> and this could be uh, the, the funniest, most ridiculous, strangest lie or deception um, that you ever created. And did you get away with it? <laughs> okay um well uh i don't know if it's kind of deception well it kind of is uh so many years ago i used to work at this store here in minneapolis called rainbow road it's an lgbt gift slash porn store and i work on saturdays on the weekends and i had a coworker named um let's call him leonard um <laughs> I don't know if he listens, but I'll still say it. Um, his name is Leonard and um, became friends. But then he started being a little bit, started going a little underhand and, and took away my shift somehow uh, at the store. I still still employed, but uh, he took it away. And um, a week later, it was his birthday. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I, I'm going to take a little bit of a revenge in a way. Um, 
So all of us, go, uh, so him and I and a couple of our friends, we go out for dinner for his birthday. He has a few drinks. We go out to a couple of bars. We go to another, he has a few more drinks. I only drink water, pretending it's drinks because I don't drink. And then we go to the, our final bar. Um, and he, he sees this older gentleman, probably in his mid sixties. Hey, I gotta go talk to this hot guy. I'm like, great. And so I step away, use the restroom and come back and I see him making out with this gentleman and i'm like all right so i'm just like all right whatever <laughs> and then a few minutes and a couple minutes later he comes up to me and the rest of the friends like hey i'm gonna go home with this guy and they're about ready to say like hey maybe not i'm like you go have fun and have a great time on your birthday and don't forget you do have a shift tomorrow morning at at the store so don't want to be late for that he's like yeah that's right thanks alan and so he goes off and they're like, and our friends are like, well, shouldn't we have rescued him from him? I'm like, no, no, no. It's his birthday. Let him have fun. This is what he wants. And so he went, he calls us the next day. So angry. He's like, why did you guys re rescue me? I'm like, well, it was your birthday. You know, <laughs> it's what you wanted. It so, sounded yeah. like Leonard started the, the treachery there. I, I, mm -hmm. You know, I think you, you were just responding to his shady behavior. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, because uh, related to that then, Alan, you know as a listener that we play a game on the podcast, The Trader Traitor. So we're going to play that today. Our okay. devious mission throughout this episode from here on in is to tell a lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or a made up fact, big or small, about the traitors or about yourself or about something else. It can't be a fake opinion, like saying you still miss Ethan from the first two episodes when actually you've practically forgotten who Ethan is. At the end of the episode, we will then put our traitor hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. Does this sound good? Sounds great. Okay, you're ready to betray me? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, uh, let's go for it. Our game starts now, and we're going to talk about episode four of The Traitors Australia. <laughs> So episode four begins with sort of a, I've called it a montage of failure. Uh, we get some clips of what's come already. The, the players have banished three faithfuls in a row. That was Jack, MK, Kashindi. There's lots of bickering in the banishment room. People having arguments. And we're reminded that at the end of the, pre the last episode, the traitors are looking to murder either Kate or Middy. That seems like that's who they're plumping for here. So yeah. we arrive at breakfast. Uh, Matt is first. Um, we, we, Matt gets his own little segment. We find out a bit more about Matt's background. Um, he tells us he's in the top 1% of real estate agents in Australia, apparently. He's results driven. He's competitive. He wears horrible shirts and ties. He likes to punch the air a lot, especially when selling houses for insane amounts of money. Yeah. Uh, Alan, what do you think about Matt? Oh, he's... I would... I don't... 
he's okay. <laughs> uh, no, Matt, Matt. Yeah, I, I understand. He's probably fantastic at what he does for his job. Yeah. I don't know about um, what's going on when he gets to breakfast. Um, it's just a little strange. Yeah. Matt's, uh, he's, he's very driven in his job. Maybe a bit <sighs> too driven, even for the traitors. I think he's a bit too oh, intense. Um, Teresa, Teresa bounds into breakfast. She's always so happy to be there. Yes. Um, where, you know, most people are quite tentative. They slowly open that door into the, the breakfast room. Teresa jumps in and Matt tells her he immediately, he wants to speak to her. And there only are three of them at the table at this point. Mm -hmm. And he, he's asking Teresa, why did you vote for me? And he, he says that he noticed that Justine voted the exact same way as her and Fee did the same. And he thinks that there's something shady in all of this, um, which as viewers, we know there isn't really at all. Um, Mark arrives shortly after and Mark uh, Mark's on the Angus train. He says he loves Angus, but he thinks Angus mm -hmm. is a traitor. And he thinks that Angus would be a great traitor because he's a lovable teddy bear. Um, I don't, I don't know what the criteria. What do you, you know? It's Roger obviously goes around the table and taps the traitors on the shoulder, but it's it's clearly not Roger Corser who decides who the traitors are. No. What do you think is production's criteria for choosing a traitor? Do you think they're they're going for people that are, you know, friendly and likable? What What do you think? Um, I was actually thinking about that. I was kind of, I'm, from what I've seen with how the, these four traders, especially Angus, it seemed like they kind of took a little bit more of a laid back kind of persona. So they kind of sort of blend in uh, with all four. And I could see definitely see Mark's point of view because uh, I would be kind of thinking the same way. Like Angus is just coasting by and yeah. it, it, it would definitely make me well, it feels like something's up. Yeah. yeah. It, it does make sense that, that, yeah, you would think the pr production is not going to choose the obvious traits. They're probably not going to choose incredibly loud-mouthed people. Yeah, so, so I think, I mean, and Mark, uh, Mark dang it, Mark's right. He's, he's got it yeah. right. Angus is a traitor. Yeah. So he, I think he's, <laughs> he's pretty uh, perceptive to go down that route. Um, Marielle arrives. And we get a reminder that she voted for Angus last night and she sits down right beside him. Uh, Angus is still pretty annoyed by this. Uh, he says that he doesn't trust Marielle, yeah. which is probably wise. Relatable, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, Intense Matt starts to interview all of the people who voted for him. And, and he talks to Fee, and Fee says, and I love Fee, Fee says he looked mm -hmm. too nervous, he was really panicked in the banishment room, and that just, that you know, that just put her off. We then get this flashback to the whole Olivia versus Jack saga, which suggests this must still be important. It's going to be significant in this episode if we're getting this little flashback to it. Mm -hmm. um, so we've not, you know, we've not all forgotten what happened in that first episode just yet. And Matt also wants to investigate this. He's on the rampage, but he's also convinced that Fee or Teresa or both are traitors. And it's and it's kind of connected to this whole Olivia story. It's really, it's just so muddled and it's just so based on people overhearing things and people mishearing things. It's, 
I mean, I suppose they've got nothing else to go on. What What do you think of the whole Olivia Jack thing? Uh, I probably you know after that a first round table, I went went like okay, Olivia heard something. It's nothing. It's innocuous. I'm I'd be oh completely over it. It would not bug me whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> so you'd have you'd have moved on. Oh, yeah, I moved on. So we are down to the last person left to arrive at breakfast. It's either going to be Middy or Kate. And I, look, I've talked about this repeatedly on the podcast, but I, I haven't mentioned it this season, so I'm going to briefly talk about it. If you've listened to all episodes of The Trade Art, feel free to skip forward, you know, 60 seconds while I indulge myself. This is something clearly, and Alan, you'll you'll have noticed this too, there they're going to have to change this in future seasons of the traitors because the format is that the last two people to arrive are two faithfuls that are maybe going to be murdered so anyone who's watched the program will now know from here on in that whoever the last person to arrive is most likely a faithful because it's created for tv in such a way that the viewers are left in suspense. Oh, we heard the traitors talking about these two faithfuls last night. Which one's it going to be? So anyone playing the game now will know that's the format and they'll know that the last person to arrive every day is a faithful who just made it through. So, they'll, they'll yeah, they'll ha- this is something that we'll have to change. They'll have to think of a new way to get everyone to arrive at breakfast so it's not too obvious. Um, yeah. Any ideas? How 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 could breakfast be different? How do they arrive differently? What do they do? Oh, maybe they could take a cue from like the American and UK versions where they would have like groups. Um, yeah. So maybe like the last, um, let's say two three people. It might be. It could be like all th- um, two traders and a faithful, or um, two faithfuls and a trader. I don't know something like that. It's kind of play it off that way um that that was yeah because now since seeing all three different you know iterations of the traders yeah every one you're waiting for it's either two faithfuls and but they still need to spell suspense for us in the audience so i don't know yeah i wonder (laughs) if they'll you're right i never even thought about that but in australia they always arrive individually at breakfast Whereas the UK and US, yeah, they would arrive in little groups. So maybe there's something in that. I I kind of like envision this some scenario where they all walk in at the exact same time from like different doors. Nope. And and then it's just a it's just a case of quickly like they have to look around, they have to they have to immediately figure out who's not there. I don't know. I d I'm not sure. Yeah. Um but anyway, it is Kate who arrives and therefore Middy is gone. Which is oh. kind of a surprising he, he was already quite a prominent character in the show he'd, get, he'd been given a lot of airtime, so it's quite shocking to see that already episode four he's out he's gone um we yeah. we get a little spotlight on alex for the first time really we she gets a little moment for an interview and alex basically says they're doing a shit job each day <laughs> two faithfuls are going home the traitors are basically laughing at them uh she's not impressed she's not happy and then my favorite Roger arrives and Teresa just very loudly shouts, Roger's here, um, because most things that Teresa say are quite loud. 
And Roger does what he does. He gives them a little bit of a clue about their challenge for today. And he says that today in their mission, they'll be dropping like flies. So there's some sort of ominous suggestion about dropping from some height or something like that. So on we go. We reach the challenge and we arrive at this huge sort of gorge with a bridge across it. It's pretty intimidating. It's it's kind of... It's, uh, it's on a much bigger scale, I would say, than most of the challenges in the UK and US versions. Apart from maybe like the, the big final challenge with the helicopter and yeah. racing around the lock and stuff, um, but it's 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 quite a it's quite a big scale challenge they're about to do. So how it works is two players will be navigators. They'll be on one side of the gorge, and the others will all walk across one row at a time across these trap doors and they're trying to find the safe path across the bridge. Uh, Teresa and Olivia are d somehow decided they're going to be the navigators. Maybe they've got quite good memories because you're going to have to remember the right path across the bridge. Uh, the players have got this choice of three squares to step on in every row. And if they step forward onto the correct trap door, a, a big light will, f will flash green at them. It's, it's kind of what, what I thought is I was thinking about this statistically. The first few players are inevitably going to fall. Like the unless, yeah. you know, it has to be a miracle if the first person up guessed every single door correctly. So I wonder if that's how they decided the order of who would go. I wonder if they just asked, look, who's the least who's the most scared and who's the least scared? Least yeah. scared, you go first. The people who are the most scared, you might want to wait until the end. Um what, where would you lie on this scale, Alan? How, how do you feel about this challenge? Oh, yeah. It looks like it looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I probably would do... I probably could go toward the front um, because heights really... They really don't bother me that much. And um, I've done trapdoor stuff for like at water parks and stage so it, yeah it's it's scary but it's kind of fun so i wouldn't mind that yeah and you're yeah. a you're a scare actor so yeah. this is your thing i think you'd be you would of be course. good at this. Oh, thank um, <laughs> life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> the, ga the game is basically a guessing game. Like, there's not really much strategy other than that, it's probably not all the same squares in a row all the way to the end. So some of them are look like they're agonizing over what square to pick. 
<laughs> and I sort yeah. of think there's, there's no strategy. Just pick one. Like this, you're mm-hmm. you, nobody's got any idea what it's going to be. So just pick one and go for it. Um, I, what what I noticed though throughout this challenge is by the time it gets to like Angus at the end, that they they must they they took like a whole day to film this because it's it gets yeah. darker and darker and darker. They they have these sort of spotlights at the end. Um, but it's because they had there were all sorts of issues with the equipment, the 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 rigging that they used. There were there were problems. It took hours and hours to fix uh, things. Uh, no wonder they looked scared, <laughs> um, because I'm sure it wasn't supposed to take that long. You know, f- you know, filming a show like this, you want to get it done in daylight. Yeah. Um, you probably don't want to be out there all night with big spotlights and things. But yeah, there were technical issues. Uh, really held up the production. Um, Angus is the first to make it all the way across, and yes. then it's Justine, Fee, Craig, Kate, and and Paul. We, Paul gets some some brief nanosecond of editing time. Oh, uh, good for him! Yes. yes, blink and you miss him. And <laughs> yeah. Alex is the final player across, and this means that they earn fourteen thousand dollars, and the total is now forty eight thousand dollars. So. After the challenge, we return to the house or the hotel. We're relaxing. They're playing pool. They're chatting. And suddenly a bell rings. Uh, Dirk goes to collect this letter, which has mysteriously arrived. And he says it's a love letter from Roger. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Dirk, I'm I'm with you on that wish. I understand. The letter reads, Dear faithfuls and traitors, row, row, row your boat gently down the lake. Merrily, 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 time to raise the stakes. And we realise that there is going to be another challenge. Dirk, I wonder, Dirk seems to like know this. Because he, he reads the letter and then they all kind of just get up and leave. So I wonder if there was a note on the card, you know, in brackets. Dirk, mm-hmm. make everyone stand up. Um, or maybe there's just lots of between takes production saying, okay, here's what's going to happen next. Um, whatever it is, they, they all seem to know that there's new, some new challenge on the way. So we're going to get two challenges in one episode. Uh, this yeah. is something else that's quite unique to the Australian traitors. Uh, this didn't really... We we had the shield in other versions, but yeah. you won it sort of within the main mission itself. Um, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on the, having the shield and having a separate challenge to win a shield? Do you like it? I kind of like it actually, uh, because it it's kind of like a bonus, and um, in a way, it kind of makes you wanna, um, if you're faithful, uh, <laughs> wanna work a bit harder to you know get that shield separately. I mean, if it was combined, I think it'd be a little bit of a mess um, in the Australian one, yeah. Uh, because yeah, yeah, it just it. It's with the challenge with the challenges that they've done so far, and then add that with the shield. It would not, in my opinion, work. Yeah, this also must be. This is a. This is another day. It's a separate day. This happens because when they arrive at the lake for this mission, it's daylight again. Um. So, they must. You know, they don't really film an episode per day. It it, it takes a little bit longer than that. I think the whole production took somewhere between three and four weeks to get 12 episodes out of it. So this is an example of that, I guess. 
Yeah. Um, the shield is also different than the UK and US versions because the shield here, as Roger tells them, protects them from not just murder, but also banishment. So they can't be voted out in the banishment room if they have the shield. Um, Roger tells them the shield is on a platform in the middle of the lake. They have to swim to it. Uh, we cut to Nigel speaking to camera and he says it's imperative that one of the traitors gets a shield uh, so that they can then murder whoever they want without any restrictions. And then Roger just tells them their time has already started. And it, it looks like uh, some some players just don't even bother attempting. Um, I wouldn't. I. <laughs> no, me neither. No. <laughs> Even yeah. if I was a trader, I'm like, nah, you know, it's fine. You go get it. Anything that involves jumping into a lake fully clothed, I I just, I don't care. Even if I thought that I was going to get voted out, I would just be like, I'm good. I'm not swimming in a lake to get a shield. Like, I, I just yeah, wouldn't no. even try. Um, but Nigel and Angus go for it. They just, they just dive right in. And Fee and Alex kind of notice this and they say, wait, wait. Let's look and see who goes for it. And so Nigel and Angus are out there. What I I think this is a big mistake from Nigel. I think it makes him look incredibly desperate. Um, what what do you think about Nigel going so hard for it? Well, I was thinking like your name has not been brought up whatsoever. I don't see any reason for him to get that shield whatsoever. Um, and I yeah, so. It really threw me off when I saw that. I'm like, what are you doing? So, I, yeah, it was yeah. weird. I mean, I understand him. He, he's saying, oh, if, if, we, if a traitor gets the shield, that means we can pick whoever we want for murder. But I, I still, I think maybe he's not considered how it looks to other people, like how it comes across. It, it suggests, like you said, he's, no, one, no one suspects Nigel of being a traitor. No. So he's not in danger of being banished, probably. Maybe you can pass it off by saying, oh, I just don't want to get murdered at night. I'm scared of getting murdered. So, so maybe that's what he's going to blame it on. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so Nigel gets the shield first. Angus pushes him underwater. <laughs> the others on short look very confused by all of this. Um, yeah. it's, it's like a really weird atmosphere. I even felt uncomfortable watching it. And Angus is just so sort of buffoonish. Like he, he just looks so awkward sometimes. And and then when they come back on shore, he's so he's really really quiet, like uncomfortably quiet at times. Um, and he makes that he makes well what becomes this infamous comment. He says flippantly to Nigel, "Murder." It did cross my mind, and sort of laughs a bit. He's clearly he's making a joke. He's kidding on to Nigel. Yeah, yeah I was going to murder you. I was going to drown you. But Fee, <laughs> Fee catches on to that, and she's yeah. like, what? And she, she asks him what he said, and he either deliberately ignores her or he just doesn't hear her because he doesn't respond. Uh, it's, it's a strange moment. Uh, Teresa asks Nigel, like like you said, she, she, she asks, did you even need that? Like She wants to know why yeah. did you go for that? Um, so it's, it's all around quite an odd scene for me. Some, some strange things happening. Yeah, I, yeah, I was like, I mean, when I was watching it, I was, I, I was, I would watch and I would watch, but 
when um, Angus said, oh, you know, I thought about murdering you, I, that would perk my ears up instantly. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know what? You know what show you're on, right? <laughs> That's going to kind of, you know, send the complete red flags to, to you instantly. But, you know, it probably was a mistake, but, you know, slip of the tongue. Yeah. Still. Poor Angus. Uh, so we have a little moment in the cars. The, they're back in the car. We're driving back to the hotel. And Justine is speaking to Angus, and she asks him to clarify. She says, what did you say when Nigel got out of the water? Um, and I don't know if it's consistent shady editing or Angus does just pause for several seconds every time somebody asks him a question because there's just this seemingly endless pause of him not answering. Um, like, and eventually he he responds and he says, oh, I, oh, I made a joke about murder. And he, he just sort of passes it off as a flippant comment. And Justine says, well, you know, other people heard that and they really misinterpreted it. So I guess now Angus has got something to worry about. Yeah. Um, back at the hotel, we're, we're getting ready for tonight's banishment then. So we're in the hotel where everyone's talking, they're having discussions. Alex is desperate to get a traitor out tonight. Nigel is wearing his shield badge <laughs> proudly. Um, and Fee confronts Angus again about this murder comment. Um, there's, I've just, I've just noted down that there's more like ridiculously over the top editing of everyone just staring at Angus for, for like five seconds before he responds to anything. And I, I mean, it gets a little bit repetitive. I get, he explains it was just a joke and he, he then makes sure to go around telling everyone like ha 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 i made a joke about murdering nigel isn't that yeah. so funny um <laughs> and he he knows that he's a he's a big suspect now so yeah his way out of it is to start focusing on olivia he thinks that's his way out get olivia banished instead of me uh kate kate's pretty clever she she realizes that the whole olivia and jack thing is a bit of a red herring that the traitors are using and mm -hmm. she's absolutely right because that's what angus is now doing matt also says he thinks olivia is not a traitor <laughs> he wants to He's talk right. to Teresa again oh okay. uh, matt please let it go he gets into this weird conversation with Teresa and olivia and fee he's trying to get to the bottom of it he's saying who's who said olivia had a witness who said what to who um I, I, I've just written Matt, stop. Uh, he's convinced that Fee or Teresa or both of them are traitors. He thinks he's really good at reading people. He's pacing around. He can't stop talking about Olivia. He's, he's really freaking everyone out and digging his own grave, it feels oh, yeah. like. like I, I think even if you think you're right, Matt, read the room. Stop talking about it. You're driving mm -hmm. everyone insane think about how you're being perceived because yeah i guess that's the it's... thing about the traitors it's it's not just about finding traitors and being the best at finding a traitor it's about making sure that people like you and don't want to murder you so he thinks he's doing a good job of one but doing a terrible job of the other um yeah. do, do you i mean do you think this is the beginning of the end for matt <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, 
Yeah. 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 Long story short. Yes. Uh, no, he's definitely been digging his own grave. And I know the traders are probably just loving it right now yeah. too, as he's doing a great job for them. Yeah, he, he is. He's, you're right. He's doing the job for them. So, yeah. and, it, and it continues. We, we enter the banishment room yeah. and Matt volunteers immediately to begin discussions. <laughs> This just feels like a nightmare. Um, again, he's he said that he's um, he's good at reading people. Well, but the thing is, right now, I I think he's doing a terrible job of reading people. Um, like I I actually I did, my job obviously on the podcast I break it down I talk about everything I yeah. gave up I just stopped making notes at this point because I just couldn't. So it's just the same conversation over and over again which Fee points out, it's all about Olivia and this rumor and Jack and who witnessed it. It's, it's, it's too much even for me. Yeah. And I'm going and he's just freaking out because three people voted for him and it's just continuing. Other people have been voted before and they've like, all right, I got voted. It's a game. <laughs> Move on to the next episode, but he will not let it go. No. No, it's I wonder awful. if it's uh, this. Maybe this is part of his real estate trading. Is like never let go of a deal, see it through to the end, get the client, and he's bringing that mindset to the traders. I'm not sure. Oof. The thing is, there's there's then this weird turn of events, because you would think they would all just say, "Matt, shut up, stop talking about it, let's move on," but he kind of gets his way because actually the conversation does shift back to Olivia. Matt is getting what he wants. Craig and Mark put Olivia under the spotlight again. They mm -hmm. say, well, you picked out Jack as a traitor and he wasn't. And he denied what you said he told everyone. So that surely means, Olivia, you were being dishonest and we shouldn't trust you. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> There's this really weird moment. Roger... Roger starts talking. This is my favorite moment of the episode. Roger uses the term scuttlebutt. And I had never heard this word in my life until really? I, I listened to the Race Chaser podcast with Alaska and Willem. And they have this like running thing where they use the term scuttlebutt. And every time <laughs> they, they play this like daft sound effect of someone's. And it, it just makes me. Now, anytime I hear the word scuttlebutt, it makes me think of. Alaska and Wellum talking about drag, RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, so I really giggled when Roger said this. Yeah. Um, all, all, but before we get to the vote, by the way, <laughs> Angus Angus seems to have totally escaped discussion tonight, despite the, his comment about murder. I was shocked. I thought, you know, I thought Mark would actually bring it up, or Fee, or Teresa, and nothing was brought up about it. I was like, what's did you? Did they just for so focus on Matt and Olivia? They kind of just forgot about it. Yeah, it's really. I'm I mean, sorry. they probably did talk about it, but I'm guessing it just got all cut out in editing, and yeah. Matt and Olivia's storyline was more important for this episode. So maybe it's just that we don't see it. But yeah, it's it's such a strange turn of events. So the voting begins, and we end with Matt, who has six votes. Uh, Olivia gets seven. Uh, Dirk gets a vote from Marielle, and I'm not really sure why. 
Um, and yeah, I, I actually, when I said out loud, even um, well, almost like the, the times I've watched it, like Dirk, why Dirk? <laughs> I know Dirk seems to just sort of be going under the radar right now. Yeah. He's quite funny. He makes he makes witty comments here and there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, don't know why Marielle did, Marielle does that. Um, she's not really blending in as a traitor there, which is unusual. No. And Angus gets one vote, and it's from Mark, because I guess yeah. Mark's smart <laughs> and realizes that Angus is a traitor, but mm -hmm. no one else. Um, Kate, it comes down to Kate, and she has the deciding vote. If she, um, you know, she might vote for Matt, and that would create a tie between him and Olivia, but she goes for Dirk as well. Um, and she's got this sort of similar reason to Marielle. She says that he, Dirk's too quiet or he's sort of flying mm. under the radar and that's not a good thing. They think maybe he's actually very clever. I don't know. There's a lot we don't see, I suppose. So yeah. it ends with Olivia, who has seven votes mm. and she is to be banished. She stands up. She says, this is an absolute cracking game because you guys are not playing it well at all. Fair to say, I am a faithful. And Oof. it's her fourth faithful in a row to be banished. Uh. Roger says goodbye. Uh, Matt, Matt's, <laughs> Matt still, <laughs> Matt can't let it go. But they've, not, they've not even left the room and he says, if I go tonight, I'm onto something. And Justine, on behalf of everyone, just says, stop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Justine yes. is reading the room. Justine is speaking the voice of everyone. Stop, Matt. Yes. Stop. Thank you, Justine. Yes. So we move to Traitor's Tower for the night. Um, they're all kind of laughing. Claire says, I've never felt so evil in my life. <laughs> And Nigel points out that they have effectively eliminated 10 people. So we're only in episode four, but they started with 24. We're now down to 14 already. So they're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. But they also recognize that Matt, like like you said, Matt did mm -hmm. all the work for them. He's, he's yeah. pushing so hard, he's probably doomed himself. And they think, well, there's no point in murdering Matt because he'll, he'll get himself banished. Um, they start to think about other people for murder. Mm. Nigel suggests Justine, and Marielle agrees. She thinks that Justine's a powerful player who will be good at convincing other people. And they think that if they murder Justine, it will make Matt look bad. Mm. Uh, so that could be quite yeah. quite cunning of them. Uh, Kate's still up for discussion. She almost got murdered in the previous episode. Um, they think, again, Kate's very clever. Uh, she's already looking past Matt. She doesn't really think Matt's a traitor. That's not good. They want everyone to think Matt's a traitor. Mm -hmm. They make their decision. They put their masks on. We go back to these like murderous sort of this, this like B-roll of the traitors roaming through the hotel at night. Of course, it's not actually the traitors. It just sort of <laughs> looks like them with their cloaks and their masks on. Yeah. And the episode ends there. Alan, what what did you think of episode four then? What are your overall responses? 
Oh, I thought it was a fantastic episode. I'm glad they brought in the shield. I thought that was um, a great way to bring it in. Um, and I also like that it protects you from getting vo voted out, which probably from um, Andy's boyfriend in the UK probably wanted to use that. Um, <laughs> if you remember that. Um, and also for murder, which I thought, you know, it's great. Um, yeah, and the... And the uh, the challenge seemed like the main challenge seemed like it was a lot of fun, um, you know, because it seemed like, uh, yeah, it just seemed like a lot of fun, like a game like Frogger or something like that. Um, yeah, and it just felt bad for Olivia that she was the one that was going to go. Yes, yeah, yeah. good... um, we we mentioned that the traitors have effectively seen off ten faithful already in this group of four traitors who do you think is struggling who's doing really well as a traitor so far um i definitely think angus is struggling and i do think who's doing really well is nigel because his name has not been brought up whatsoever granted he did um completely went crazy to get the you know shield however you know, he's doing great. Yeah. And we we earlier we talked about the fact that you've you're really familiar with the UK and the US versions. Do you yeah. think moving forward for future seasons, um, could the UK and US versions learn anything from the Aussie version? Could they adopt anything that's happening here? I think using the I think using the shield to protect from getting voted out and from murder i think it would be fantastic um because i felt like with the uk and us versions um when the person got the shield but they got voted out and no one knew i thought it's kind of you know pointless yeah so it felt like a bit of a waste of the shield sometimes i, t I totally yeah. agree with you there um yeah and it, it would be the, the game is definitely weighted in the traitor's favor, so it would be mm -hmm. something to help alleviate that. If I think the faithfuls do need a little bit more of an advantage in some way, so so maybe you're right. Maybe this using the shield like this would help out. Yeah. So, uh, we've been we've been playing uh, our own betrayal game, and we're not quite finished with it yet. Before yeah. we conclude our game, um. Alan, where can we find you online? What should we check out? All right, you can find me at every social media. Um, I am Alan on his way, A-L-L-E-N, on his way. Um, you know, you can find me on like uh, Snapchat, Twitter, Reddit, um, Facebook, anything with Alan on his way, you can find me there. Also, um, part of Halloween, I, I do have... Uh, my partner and I, we do have a prop. Her name is Sarah the Dolly that has her own Instagram. So if you want to follow her travails on Instagram of being a demonic Dolly outside of a Halloween haunt, we take her around Minneapolis to weird places. Um, you follow her there. Sarah the Dolly is Sarah with an H and Dolly, I eat all one. So I 
can't yeah. believe I don't already follow Sarah the Dolly online. <laughs> this is a crime and must be rectified. I will absolutely <laughs> be following a demonic Dolly around. Uh, I need to get on that ASAP. How did awesome. I not know about this already? Oh my goodness. Um, so, Alan, we've been playing the Trader Traitor. Ooh. Ah. We, our, our mission was to try and sneak in one lie to one another. Uh, mm -hmm. I I did lie to you. Did you lie to me? I did. <gasps> you, you right. I do. You have any idea what I lied about? Oh, uh, I was thinking about that too, and I'm like, I'm <sighs> because I'm um... stumped. I have no idea what you lied about. And normally, I take little notes as we're speaking, and mm -hmm. I have written nothing. So you are very deceptive. Uh, you have you have snuck something in. Um, uh, let me think. Oh oh, I have I have one suggestion. Okay. This is the only thing I can think of. Is is Sarah the dolly a lie? Is that not real? She's real. She's actually sitting on right above me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, well, you know, I'm in one way. I'm, I could bring. I'm, I'm sad I failed mm -hmm. at the game, but I'm happy that she exists, so I'm okay with mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, any idea what I deceived you about? Oh, God. I was thinking about that, too, but everything sounded very, very true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is it something that happened, like, during the... Did you say, like, about something that happened during the main challenge? Could be. <laughs> I don't know that. I really don't. Do you know, I I'm going to give you the win for that because okay. you're very you're 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 pretty accurate. I I did tell you a lie about the main challenge, so you're you're yeah. right. Okay. I lied. I I I did in the episode. You do notice it gets very dark, and that that challenge yeah. must have taken hours and hours. I made up that they had issues with the equipment and that there were technical problems. And that everyone was scared to use it. That oh, I just I yeah. fabricated that. So okay. when you say, "Is it something to do with main challenge?" You're completely right. You oh, thank have you. Caught me out. I have been banished, yeah. uh, and I failed <laughs> to catch you out. Wait. Nice. What was your line? I'm not on Reddit. <laughs> I didn't even ask you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not... Oh, that was so no. subtle. I, oh, thanks. You know, I was, I was, when you were when you were talking about social media, I was waiting for you to mention Instagram, and you didn't. Yes. And I was so focused on that that I thought, oh, are you not on Instagram? I am on Instagram. Oh, you are. You, yes. I think you didn't mention it, so I was like, oh, I can't follow on Instagram, and I wasn't even paying attention to the Reddit thing. So yeah, <laughs> very well done. Very sneaky. Thank you. You deceived Thank you. me. Um, Alan, it's been such a treat to have you on The Trader. I really, really appreciate it. It's been great to talk to you about episode four. I hope you've had a nice time. I had a wonderful time. Thank you, Matthew, so much. I'd love to do that again sometime soon. Oh, absolutely. I will definitely take you up on that. Anyone who wants to come on and talk to me about yes. The Traders is more than welcome. I will oh. follow Sarah the Dolly. Uh, I will keep up to date with you and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Bye. Hello, listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Trader. Thanks for all the downloads and positive feedback on episodes one to three. 
I haven't mentioned this for a while, but if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe or follow on whatever platform you use. And if possible, please leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you're listening. There are some fantastic five-star reviews on there and on iTunes, and it would help the podcast even more if there were some new ones to add to those. In the meantime, you can keep up with the podcast and traders' updates on social media. I'm on Twitter at the Trader Pod or Instagram at the Trader Podcast, and you can email me at the Trader Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, stay faithful. Mm-hmm.